everybody. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. If you miss any part of this broadcast or if you want to listen to any of the other broadcasts, go uh, to my Facebook, not my Facebook page, but my webpage, freedomspeaknm.com and there is a radio replay link on there that you can uh, click on and you can look at uh, you can listen to any of the previous shows all the way back to the beginning and not only that but I got links on there in which you can download the show notes I use for the show uh, so you can get uh, you can do a little further research on your own that's what I always suggest that you do so anyway, I'm uh, back here with my good friends Kareen Rios and Dr. Karen Genter, and uh, we're having a conversation about just about everything we talked about in the first hour. We talked about the oath of office, uh, a topic which a lot of people just take for granted and don't really know a lot of details about where it came from, uh, what it actually means, and is it enforceable? Um, maybe it is. We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple other interesting stories in the news I found. I did a little bit of further research. I don't know if you saw them or not. Mm -hmm. About these wild animal attacks on people. Yep. It's like I saw this one video of this lady. Her her child was, uh, her daughter was going out the door, out the front door. Uh, I think she was going out to, to, to school or something. Yep. And she was standing there by herself and... Suddenly, this raccoon just comes out of nowhere and grabs her leg and starts attacking her. On her front porch. On her front porch, which is really, really strange for a raccoon. Raccoons are usually, number one, they're not out much during the day. Right. And, and number two, they're, they're not typically that aggressive. You know, they don't come up to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mother, the brave mother, I mean, protecting her yeah. little cub... Goes out there and grabs her kid and grabs that raccoon by the scruff of the neck and she's got she's waving raccoon. it. She's waving <laughs> on the porch, and, and, telling and the neighbors, "Get back!" She, she's got the raccoon in one hand and raccoons are not exactly small animals. Well, they're yeah, big. and their claws yeah. are wow. yeah, they got really nasty claws. Yeah. So she's holding this raccoon with one hand and she's got her daughter by I don't know by her by her shirt or something with the other hand holding them both up in the air and she she shoves the daughter in the door and then she just kind of swings the raccoon. <laughs> And throws him out in the yard. The yard. <laughs> that was so weird, and I'm sitting there thinking, I've never seen a raccoon do that. No, maybe because we don't live in the era of raccoons. But did you do you think maybe the? Now I'm just going to throw this out. Maybe the raccoon was provoked. Maybe. Well, it you seems know, strange. Yeah, that I whole did, scenario strange. No, I did a lot of reading on on wild animal attacks uh-huh. and why they do it, and. You know, one big reason is is if they feel like you're getting between them and their food, but that wouldn't have been the case in this one. Uh, another one is, is if if they've got babies and it's a mother, and mm. you're getting and they feel like you're threatening their babies. You know, that's why they always say whenever you're out in the wild and you see a baby animal, especially like if it's a bear or something like that. Stay away from it. You know, they look cute and they're probably yeah, but even friendly. this was by a house. I don't think yeah. the raccoon would have so, babies by a house. Here's the other thing. Okay. I, I was reading some comments on that article. And uh, somebody commented on there that he had seen just previously homeless people hand feeding these raccoons. <gasps> oh. Okay. See, this is the danger of trying to... 
get too close to wild animals and feeding them and making them dependent on you, mm-hmm. it it makes them think, well, this is easier than going out and hunting and chasing something or whatever, and, and I can it, I can just and then they become unafraid of people. Yes, you know. Yes, and so you do a couple of things. If okay. Chances are, if you do that, you're somebody that loves animals. I do. I know I love animals. You know, um, I I'm one of these people. It's like I'll go out of my way not to kill anything. You know. I know, but there's a reason at zoos it says do not feed the animals. Yeah. There's a reason for that. That's yeah. exactly what you're talking right. about. Right. So, what happens is it makes the animal less afraid of people, and then they start being more aggressive towards people because they're not afraid of them anymore. So if you love animals so much, you'll stop doing this because what happens is is these animals, they become aggressive, and then they have to be put down. And because of what you're doing, you could end up with that animal dead because of what you did. And that, that's what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember... Years ago, I went to Zion National Park, and I was going on a uh, hike with a, a friend through what they call the Narrows. I don't know if you've heard of that or not. Mm-mm. It's basically, you've got this canyon that it's, it's got water running through it. It's basically like a creek, water all the way. So it's a hike through the water the entire time. So, you know, what you should probably wear is some kind of waterproof shoes, because you're in the water, and it could be up as high as, like, almost to your waist at the deep parts. But you're going through this canyon in which the walls go way up i mean a hundred feet maybe more and it gets narrower and narrower as you go and as you get back towards the end it's like you're in like this narrow crack and you're looking up and you're just in this narrow crack Hmm. but i uh, i kind of got off the topic (laughs) there when i was when i was going down the trail to 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 go on to this i do that sometimes I, I promise it's 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 generally part of the same story. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going down this trail to go to the trailhead of the Narrows, and there's this squirrel, I kid you not, I was wondering if it was alive or not, sitting right by the trail, and I kid you not, this is the fattest squirrel I have ever <laughs> seen. And I, I mean, it's huge. Was it pregnant, maybe? No, it oh. was just fat. <laughs> Because it never moves. It just sits there and people feed it when they go by. That's uh why it's fat and it no longer forages anymore because people are constantly going by and feeding it. So it just sits there and gets fat. He knows the ticket. Just put a can out there. (laughs) 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 Sorry, that would not have been very nice. Oh, here's another one. Okay. Are you talking about the one with the coyote? Did you see the one with the coyote? coyote? Okay, so this is an easy one. Okay. Predator type animals, coyotes, wolves, big, you know, wild cats, they always look for the uh, target of opportunity. A smaller okay. one, usually. A smaller one. Yeah. So, like, if they're, if they're like stalking like a, like a herd of animals of some kind, they're going to be looking for the one Vulnerable. that's smaller and slower. Okay. And. Oh, wait, maybe you should tell people what happened because we didn't. We, I'm, I'm going to. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting Oh, there. okay. I'm like, I'm you should. Okay. <laughs> I know, but I don't know if everybody else knows what the heck so, we're talking about. <laughs> so, so the dad, he is uh, loading up the car. Okay, this is in a city. Do you remember in where the, It's city? in a suburb. It's right. like a subdivision. I mean, there was Was it California? Wasn't it California? I want to say California, but I don't. But it was in, I mean... It was sub- suburbia. It says Woodland Hills, wherever that is. Oh, that must be California. I was, I was thinking it was California. Yeah. yeah. So he's loading up his car, getting ready to go somewhere, and the baby is in the baby carrier. 
And so he sets the baby carrier on the ground next to the car, and he walks around the side of the car to load something in. Well, this coyote happened to be around at the time. So to the coyote, the coyote probably only saw this little little animal or little thing all by itself that looked vulnerable. It's like, oh, that's an easy meal. So that's what they do. That I, I mean... That's what, what you know, predators do. They look for mm-hmm. an easy target. And so the coyote comes up, grabs the, uh, uh, the baby's uh, leg, and starts to drag it away. Yeah. In the car seat. Well, no, it had it out of the car seat at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. On the they, sidewalk, dragging it away. On the sidewalk. And, yeah. And the coyote's dragging the baby away on the sidewalk, and the dad comes around and sees, sees what's going on. Of course, he runs over there. And yells at the coyote, and and the coyote lets go, and the coyote just continues to stand there for a minute. Now here's a here's a something that everybody needs to know. And like if you go hiking in the woods where there's wild animals, like even around New Mexico, we have bears in New Mexico. I've seen them. We have co- lots of coyotes. We have we have mountain lions, but normally they're not going to come around and bother you, especially if you're in a group. Now if you're by yourself, you're more more vulnerable, but if you do encounter a wild animal which approaches you and looks like it's going to be aggressive, the last thing you want to do is turn and run, okay, because they will chase you. I mean, you guys that have cats out there, I have cats, okay? Anything that's moving, you know, like the little red dot from the laser pointer or, or anything else, heck, my cat, I can throw his favorite toy across the living room. He'll, he'll chase after it. He'll grab it. He'll bring it back to me so I can throw it and he can chase it again. So they, they will look at that as weakness, mm-hmm. and they will chase you. Um, whereas if you stand in place, this is your best chance. If you stand in place, spread your arms big, and make loud noises to the animal, you're going to look much bigger than you really are, and chances are they're going to give up and go away. That's your best chance. And, of course... Of course, the best idea is if you're going to go hiking out in the woods, travel with a group because they're not going to they're not going to just like I said how they're always going to pick off the weak one in the pack that's trailing behind. Make if you're in a group, they're they're not going to look at that as a good target. Yeah, my husband says if you're going to go hiking in the woods, be armed. Yeah, I always am. (laughs) Yeah, I always am. I take my gun with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's another thing. That's but it's ter- interesting because coyotes, I live in northern Rio Rancho and all the properties have about an acre of land. And so we have coyotes that are constantly walking around our area. We had chickens one time because uh, my kids wanted to do chickens. So we had egg, fresh eggs and those coyotes. I mean, they would just hop over the fence and they would go over those poor little chickens, you know. So we have to learn to, to understand the nature of the animals. And if you domesticate them too much, they will eventually return to their instinctual abilities is attack. <laughs> you know, wild animals, um, they, they're always wild to one yep. extent or another. Even house cats, I, I read this uh, sometime back, is that house cats technically are wild animals. Oh, really? But they've, but they've been be- domesticated. Over many, many years, they've learned how to uh, adapt to being around people, and, and, they, mm. and they like people because when they're around people, they get what they need. Mm. but a cat unlike most dogs a cat if you abandon it out in the wild somewhere it's not going to starve to death 
it's got still got its instincts intact. It right. knows how to it knows how to hunt and kill things. Yep. You know. Those are instinctual, yeah. Yeah, it is. So Cats so beware are, of the raccoons and the coyotes. Yeah, whack, raccoons. <laughs> Even and if you live in the middle of Albuquerque. <laughs> I, I tried to tame a, a raccoon one time many years ago. I had a, uh, I bought a baby raccoon from a exotic breeder, mm. and I thought it was so cute. And it was. It was when I first got it. It was about this big. Really cute and friendly. It would climb up on my shoulder and it'd sit there and a I'd raccoon. A raccoon. I've never even heard of anybody. I've heard of snakes. We had some some friends growing up that had a pet raccoon. Really? Yeah. But, you know, as it grew up, it got wilder and wilder. And then I was afraid of it at that point. (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) I can only imagine. It's like a badger. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Let's see. What things do we want to talk about next? I got a lot of things here on my list. Yeah. Um, Just throw something out. Let's see. Let's talk about this new Twitter. Okay. Do you do Twitter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mostly do Facebook, but I do Twitter too. Yeah. More I'm, so now since Elon took over. Yeah. I tried to do Twitter and it's really hard to get into when you're just used to one uh, form of social media. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, know. you know, the thing about Twitter is like, uh, the reason I like Facebook so much better is because I, I have so many other things I can post on there. Mm. You know, I can use almost unlimited words and I can do live streams. Yeah. I can post videos. I guess you can do that on Twitter too, but, um, so anyway, Elon Musk said, this is what he said. Twitter will become successful and gain share from other social media and it will force other social media to stop towing the line. Now, this goes along with the with the old thing we know is that uh, competition mm-hmm. is good mm-hmm. because it it encourages other competitor competitors to do better. Yep. So if Twitter gains the reputa- reputation of being the place where you can go and get the straight news, or at least a diverse amount of information, like I've said this over and over before. It's like if even if you think a story might be false, don't we have a First Amendment right to at least state our opinion, whether it's false or not? Yep. And shouldn't you be able to look at like a wide range of opinions and views and then come up to your own conclusion? Mm-hmm. But see, for the longest time, Twitter hasn't done that until Elon took over. Right. Or any of the social media. No, they yeah. haven't. They've been they've been silenced. Well, you know, Facebook has really backed off. Oh, good. They haven't been censoring me at all lately, and they used to censor me all the time. Mm. They'd say, like, I, I'd post something, and they'd say, "Well, um, fact checkers, which we know fact checkers are nonsense, have have determined that this is potentially false information. Do you want to?" Continue. Continue to post it anyway. Well, heck yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And I and I'll post in the text on my when I when they do something like that, I'll say this is one you really want to look at because I don't want you to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I just find fascinating people don't. <laughs> what I find fascinating is people don't understand that when your government wants to uh, limit what you say because they think it's misinformation, what they're actually doing is limiting your right of free speech. 
right? Yeah. But but they have turned the tables and, and brainwashed people to think that we're taking care of you. We don't want you to have any misinformation. We need to take, you know, the left is brilliant at doing that. Oh, yeah. You know, and so um, it's just, I just find it so laughable. But, you know, like even Rumble, remember when, when, when all of this started, Rumble came out, Parlay or Parlor was coming Parler. out. Mm-hmm. And then we have, what's that other one? Uh, well, Telegram. Telegram. I mean, I, I think all of those have, are you still use those? Do you any of those? I use Telegram a little bit. Do you? I don't use them like yeah. I did in the beginning. You know what I mean? And I don't um, know why. And there's True Social. You know, I, I finally got on there. Oh, did you? And how's that one? Uh, it's okay. But, you know, the problem is, is that everybody I know is on Facebook. So when you have all these other platforms, like, well, if I go to one of these other platforms, chances are most of the people I know aren't going to be there. And, and you know what I, what I learned on the political campaign, uh, the political consultant that uh, uh, told us that Facebook is still... Uh, the, 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 the way to get out your message because the people on Facebook, they're the ones that vote and they're the ones that donate money. So when we were trying to raise money for, my, for one of the ca- people that I was helping campaign, that's what the social or the political consultant said because the data suggested you have a lot, I don't want to say middle-aged. <laughs> What's the correct word? We're not in the younger generation. I don't know what I am anymore. You I know, don't either. Saturday is my birthday. Did you know that? Oh, well, happy birthday. And how happy young are you? Happy early birthday. 60. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. You know, I was talking to my mom on the phone yesterday. Uh-huh. And she said, she said, do you know, she says, I can't believe you're going to be 60. I said, she said, and I'm going to be 80 because her wow. birthday is three days after mine. Oh. And it's like, mom, I can't believe I'm 60. I really can't believe I'm 60. Yeah. Where did, where did all the time go? But you don't feel sexy, or do you? I don't know. I'm in the body, a, maybe we feel that I old. Kinda, <laughs> some, but in sometimes our I kind of feel sixty. But I have people all the time tell me, "There's no way you're sixty." I said, "Oh, I really am." Yeah, isn't I don't. Crazy? I don't have any gray hair yet. None. You, do you dye it? No. Wow. This is it. That's great. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Good genes, huh? Uh, very good genes. <laughs> <laughs> I always just say, you know, with age, you're supposed to get wiser. Don't do you feel a little wiser? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies are falling apart. Yeah. You know, I can't run a half marathon like I used to, but I feel so much more wiser. Yeah. And my daughter asked me the other day, would you go back to being 13 and 14? And I'm like, no yeah. way. No way for all the money in the world. <laughs> I, know, right? I said, now, maybe if I know what I know now, but no, I would never go back. Just think about just think about what you could accomplish as a teenager if you had if you knew what you knew now. Yeah, and you had the boldness and that confidence. But you know, everybody would hate you. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, and you wouldn't want to hang around anybody your age. All the other kids would hate you. It's like you're such a square. I know, right? Oh, but I was like that anyway. I was already the the, the square. Yeah. Right. Even my whole twenties and thirties, when I didn't vaccinate, when I decided to homeschool, you know, when I left Catholicism, I've always been the square. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've kind of been that way too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because maybe I, that's I've, why we're here. It could be. <laughs> could be. Yeah. I've, I've I've never I've never smoked ever. Yeah. Me neither. Never even me tried neither. it. Me neither. Never tried All it. Right. Don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, I've never done drugs. Me neither. Me neither. I, I, you know, 
people say, oh, well, uh, you haven't even tried. It's like, why should I try something that I don't want to potentially get hooked on? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't, I, I'm not interested in trying. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, there was that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think when I was younger in school, I kept to myself a lot. Believe it or not, I was actually pretty shy in huh. school. I, I didn't. I don't picture that. I was like just trying to just kind of sink in and just disappear and not be noticed. Huh. I yeah. played basketball. I went to Catholic school from uh, a kindergarten to eighth. And then uh, we, I got put into public high school. And that was a shocker from Catholic school to public high school. And I played sports. So my daughter always asked me, did you have a lot of friends? And I, I assume it wasn't basketball. It was. <laughs> and volleyball. Really? And yeah. softball. <laughs> Good you know, for they, you. They needed a point guard. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be the six-foot person. Right. It had to be the short person, right? So, yes, I did play. And I actually was shooting three-pointers before the three-pointers was actually a No way, thing. really? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, even though I was, my daughter says, oh, you people knew you. They, I said, Addie, but I didn't, I had acquaintances. Yeah. I didn't really have does that make any sense to you guys? Yes. You didn't have a lot of close friends, but Be- you, you knew a lot of people. Yeah, and I they knew a lot you. of people, and they knew me, but it wasn't like a close relationship relationship at all. You know, so I think I was loud even when I was younger. I had people <laughs> wanting me to help them with their schoolwork all the time. Oh, do, oh, you were brained? Yeah. Oh, see, I wasn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was one of these students where uh, school was boring. It was someplace oh. I would have rather been anywhere else. And it's like I did the work because I had to, and it's it was easy, oh. and so I it didn't reflect in my grades, but that's because I didn't really want to be there, you know. I didn't what didn't reflect A my pluses? grades. I no, I wasn't getting straight A's. I did, I did. I think I got straight A's when I was like a junior and senior in high school. I finally started realizing uh, maybe I should actually oh, try to get some gotcha. grades. But no, I just, I just, I. I didn't like going to school. And you were you one of these ones that said, you know, because I homeschool my kids and one of them, 13-year-old, is starting to do pre-algebra. Why? How is this going to help me when I get outside the world, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> were you one of those people? <laughs> uh, like, why do I have to do this? No, I don't think I was no? saying that. It's, it's just, I just, I just wasn't interested. Mm. I had other things I was interested in. Like what? That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I... You know, I, I think I told you I work as, as an engineer uh-huh. and I do like field service work uh-huh. now is what I do. But I've always been interested in that kind of stuff, even when I was a kid. Oh. I was always tinkering with things so all the geeky. time. I was more interested in that. So you were geeky? Yes. Mm. I was more of a tinkerer when uh-huh. I was a kid. And I'm sure uh, that was a lot different than the other gals you hang out with, right? It's different than anybody I knew. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. that's not normal for a girl. Which made, me, which made me isolated. Yeah, because usually girls go more... I, I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. I have a master's in elementary education with a focus on child development. So a lot of girls, uh, they're wired. It's really weird to, to excel in language arts. Yeah. And the boys are the ones to excel in the math and the sciences. And then as you get, you know, to, to high school, then it kind of evens out. So that must have been really isolating for you. I can see. It was isolating because, I, honestly, nobody understood me. Yeah. At all, including my parents. Mm. But my parents were supportive. 
they said, oh, you know, oh, you're doing this. Uh, okay, that's that's really interesting. I have no idea what you're doing, but that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that still happens today. My son, he's 18. He loves the Crusaders and the Templars, and he does all this research on his own. He asks about 10 armor helmets, and I'm like, okay, good. That looks great. <laughs> and I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> You're just glad they're passionate about something, yeah, right? Exactly, and that he's home. Yeah, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of out gallivanting. But how did we get so off track here? I don't know. That's okay, though. <laughs> We're having fun, right? It's nice we to are. Know, get to know one another, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, you know, growing up, I was a military kid, so we oh. moved all the time. I like how she I said was, "kid" instead of "brat." <laughs> yes, that makes it hard to make friends, don't it? Well, it does, and I was very shy. Yeah, it, like like you were saying. Yeah, and so it helped me to to come out of my shell a little bit. Oh. But I was also a, a math geek. Oh, oh you? Oh, were? I was too. Um, I got straight yeah. A's in math. It was easy really? for me. I was yeah. the, I was the first junior in the history of my high school to take fifth year math. Wow! And it was, but you know the, I, it was kind of strange because. My brother is 15 months older than me, and he was, you know, one of the cool kids. And he, mm. he and his friends were all into the uh, illicit stuff that we decided not to do. And so, um, illicit stuff I as like in drugs. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> drugs. Okay, and hiding so, behind the corner of the of the school, but <laughs> yeah. in back smoking cigarettes. So I was kind of in with that group, but then I didn't really fit in with them mm. because I didn't do any of that. And so they thought I was square. Mm-hmm. And then the square kids were just not that much fun. And so I was kind of out there by myself as well. And so we're just yeah. a bunch of misfits. Oh, I guess we are. <laughs> what a, what right. a young, what a young, what's the word young people use for square nowadays? Oh, gosh. Do I'm they s- have a word? I don't know. I'm sure they do. I, I, my, I would have to ask my son. I don't know. <laughs> huh. I, I don't think, uh, let's see, when I was... In elementary school, I don't think the word, I don't think nerd existed. It did in, in my era. Yeah, I was like, you know, they thought I was a nerd. But, yeah. Back then, back then there were cooties. Yeah. When I was a kid. Well, remember, remember, cooties? remember the movie remember Revenge cooties? of the Nerds? Oh, that, I love what that. What was that? What was that? Yeah. 80s? That was yeah, 80s. Yeah, 80s. I love okay. that movie. Yeah. yeah. Nerds, nerds, nerds. <laughs> But now nerds are cool. Nerd persecution, national <laughs> stuff. Geeks are real cool. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, geeks are cool now. Can yeah. make money. <laughs> like the Elon Musk that That's are right. laughing all the way to the bank. I bet Elon Musk was one of those uh, people that was uh, kind of like all by himself all the time when he was in oh, school, probably. too. I bet he was kind of like somebody that just, you know, kept to himself. And yeah. Was, I have a lot of those yeah. in my family because my, my husband's an introvert. I'm not obviously uh but it's it's interesting to just see how everybody's just so so different and what they're needing yeah you know these geeks probably are are really introvert and and think a lot my son is 18 and and i mean that kid doesn't he wouldn't if you compare him to a normal 18 year old he's not compared to other 18 year olds but let me tell you what goes on in that kid's brain is amazing to me he can think on such a high level it's quite amazing, probably like you were. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. That's why, uh, and even my daughter, when she went to public high school, she didn't fit in because they're all the girls were worried about the makeup and the boys. And my daughter's like, "We're in high school. Who wants to worry about boys?" <laughs> yeah. See, like me, the way the way my thought processes work, and and I guess this isn't the way most people think. 
I think in pictures. Like when I like for instance, when I was a, a kid and I wanted to build something, I'd want to build something. I already had a picture of it in my head. Mm. All I had to do was manifest it in reality and build it. Mm. You know, but so I already had a, a picture of it in my head with it working and doing its thing. And that's still how I do things today. It's like I think mm. about the end product. I'm already thinking about it. I see the picture in my head. Like when I was um build like when I was building onto my house. I, you know, I do carpentry stuff too. And I already knew what it was going to look like before I started. And then when I was done and I looked at it, it's like, yeah, that's it. You know, and mm. I don't know. For me, that's exciting. Huh. I wished I had that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I thought about it in high school. <laughs> but I think in pictures. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to get back to this Twitter thing? I mean, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so. I took a few things out of this article that I found interesting. According to internal documents from the Twitter files, is what they're calling it, in order to suppress the Hunter Biden report, Twitter executives marked the information as unsafe, limiting its spread and even blocking it from being directly shared via the platform's Uh direct message function. So... So they even had their own employees brainwashed. That's pretty what that... Oh, a lot of the employees, they, they... they were actually going along with this. Yep. Because okay. see, and, and a lot of it is because they had something in it for them. They probably got bonuses. Mm-hmm. They probably got some kind of monetary to go along with this 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 crap. And you know, the interesting thing is, is uh, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh-huh. the guy that was running Twitter before Elon Musk, is claiming he didn't know this stuff was going on. Now, I don't know if I believe that or not. But hey, let's hold that thought. Oh. We're at a break, and we'll be right back. Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor. Local, woman-owned, and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at perkinsprotectiontraining.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505 292 Hey, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. So I'm sitting here with my guests, Kareem Rios and Dr. Karen Genter, and before the break, we were talking about this uh, new Twitter, and we're talking about this, what was going on, especially during the 2020 election, and it was also going on during the scandemic in which the government was interacting directly with these social media companies, and the social media and co- media companies were basically doing their doing their bidding. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I an interesting in this new Twitter article I found says here that by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete Twitter tweets were routine. One executive would write to another. More to review from the Biden team. So that what they're saying is that the Biden campaign team was interacting directly with Twitter and telling them what tweets to delete and to censor. Can you believe this? Yes. The reply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's frightening. The reply would come back handled. So. Basically, during all this time, Twitter was acting as basically the propaganda arm Mm -hmm. of the Biden campaign. Mm -hmm. Totally. With the release of information about Twitter's censorship and uh, suppression activities in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election, Twitter is the one company that's no longer colluding and is no longer just going with this NPC group think npcs i've talked about npcs before Mm -hmm. for those of you that are video gamers npcs are non-playing characters kind of like the entire population of white rock arizona (laughs) 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 they've become npcs walking around in their blank faces uh blindly just doing what they're told obediently following their master God, it's mm-hmm. sad that human beings can get like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the whole, like you say, scandemic is that people just didn't think for themselves anymore. No. Yep. They stopped thinking for themselves. I mean, it's things that were just so blatantly wrong. Yep. I mean, they didn't question, which was really scary to me. Now, now I mentioned Twitter as the example because that's what this article is focusing on. But it's not just Twitter that was doing that. Facebook was doing it. Um, well, if, if it came out that the FBI was telling Twitter what to do or Obama or our government, 
of course they went onto all social platforms and right. did the same thing. Oh, they were doing it all. Right. You know, this this disinformation governance board that you heard talked about, oh, that's that was alive and well and it's it still is, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just keeping it so that we don't hear about it so much. What I find fascinating is the FBI. The mission is to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution of the United States. Free speech is in the Constitution of the United States, but yet here you have the FBI telling businesses to limit free speech. It's time that get abolished. Totally. I think FBI. The F- I think the FBI should it be abolished. It has been weaponized against the American people. It has. And it's time to go. We, we don't have to keep it. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say it has to be, it has to be in place. No. No. As a matter of fact, you might even say that the FBI itself is unconstitutional. Yep. There, there's no mention of the FBI in the Constitution. Correct. As a matter of fact, I think that the Founding Fathers would be horrified to find out that we even have an FBI. Yep. Mm-hmm. They would. Yep. Because, because what they did during, and they're still doing it, I'm pretty sure— was a violation of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a federal agency, which you know you might debate doesn't even have the constitutional right to exist, is imposing its will on states. That is the federal government imposing their will on the states. But what's even worse is all this uh, po- uh, policing power is under one person. That's the problem with the FBI. Mm-hmm. Because who is the head of the FBI? Christopher Wray. And who above that? The President of the United States. Bingo. It's all under one, one person. It is. You know, I, when, when Trump was president and I saw Ray and his smirk, you've seen that, you know that smirk I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Christopher Ray. When they were asking him questions while Trump was president, he had that smirk on his face. And I'm thinking, why in the heck doesn't Trump mm-hmm. get rid of that guy? Yep. I, I never understood why Trump didn't get rid of that guy. Because I really do think he was working against him the whole time he was in office. Yep. Of course, you know, Comey, the guy that was there before, was... The two of those guys are the same. They really are. Yeah, the Constitution does not authorize Congress to involve itself in fighting crime. And so that's why they've used the FBI to fight crime. But nowhere in our Constitution does it say they have the power to do that. Right. Yeah. Federally. There again, that goes back to my opening Mm -hmm. monologue about do we really even still have a Constitution? Because the FBI is unconstitutional, in my opinion. From the federal standpoint, the Constitution allows for Congress to pursue crimes in counterfeiting, securities and coin, piracy, felony on the high seas, and treason. That's it. They, they, they don't give uh, the right to go and do a search and seizures on their own people at all. No. But, you know, we're not paying attention, so we just think it's, it's okay for the FBI to go and uh, raid people. And they're doing it a lot more so le- uh, lately. I don't know if you've known that. You know, they go and raid people's houses because what they were they, they had receipts of being at uh, January 6th in Washington, D.C. Did you know that they were doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, according to uh, a lot of. Uh, left wing media outlets, when 
2000 mules was talking about how they did that geo tracking of mm-hmm. all those phones and to figure out yep. where all those ballots they said oh well you can't do that i know <laughs> <laughs> yes you can they just said you can yeah <laughs> oh, ridiculous so this guy uh, by the name of chan i he stated that and this was in this article I found in Epoch. I love the Epoch Times. Oh, my God. They, 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 they are like the best. They mm-hmm. are uncovering all the information. Stated that the FBI regularly sent social media companies lists of URLs and social media accounts that should be taken down because they were disinformation from malign foreign influence operations. Adding that on many occasions, the platforms took down the accounts flagged by the FBI. Hmm. So, so they deemed them misinformation, and they would take down URLs, mm-hmm. basically website addresses, and cancel social media accounts. Oh, I know. I was one of those accounts that got canceled. And... It, and I heard somebody talking about a while back how they were using social media heavily for whatever business they were in. And literally their customers were their followers on their social media account. And that they had invested a significant amount of money into building up their presence on that social media account. They never imagined that just on a whim, the social media company would come along, even though they weren't doing anything illegal, and delete their account just mm-hmm. overnight gone i mean that's what happened to mine my twitter account got deleted my facebook account got uh, got deleted both deleted hmm. years and years of posts and pictures and they didn't even give you a warning no or warning none wow bang gone overnight I've heard of other people that that happened to, and then they weren't able to reach anybody to find out what was going on, or they wouldn't tell them. Yeah, I don't know if you had that same. They problem. they basically just stonewall you on it. They mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's like uh, they've got a procedure supposedly in place, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Mm. But yeah, I had thousands of followers, and they're all gone. Mm. So, was the FBI like ordering? these companies to do this not exactly okay so here's here's the thing after flagging some links and accounts the fbi then would follow up okay so so the fbi would come along and they would send information to facebook or twitter or whatever and and say oh yeah i think this might be disinformation or whatever it might be a russian hack or that this whole thing everything's a russian hack but then what they would do is, since they can't constitutionally order a social media, this is, how they, this is how they do this stuff. But the problem is, you would think that the people running the social media platforms would know better, since they're the ones in charge, that, hey, the FBI doesn't have any right to do this to us. But what the FBI would do later on is they would follow up with them. And they'd inquire whether the platform had taken down the content. So there's evidence that the companies felt compelled to act Mm -hmm. on the takedown request because they were coming from the FBI. Mm -hmm. Well, that happens everywhere. Businesses shut down. It wasn't legal what they did, but 
it was inferred from our governor that if they didn't do that, there was going to be dire consequences. Right. Well, just like, just like, for instance, when the governor ordered the churches to shut down in New Mexico. Okay, there's a handful of mega churches in this state. There's two right here in town. There's Legacy and there's Cal- Calvary. Okay, thousands of members. All that Pastor Smotherman, if, if Pastor Smotherman and Skip Heitzig and these other leaders of these other mega churches all got together in a common cause and says, hey, they don't have the right to do that to us. And they told the government to pound sand. They would have been a tremendous mm-hmm. force. I mean, they've literally got an army under them. These people do. Yet they rolled over. And they still rolled over, I think, for the election a little bit. Uh, you know, because you have 98% people say that they are believe in God. And a lot of them didn't get out and vote. Yeah. A lot of them didn't get out and vote. Now, we follow our pastors so diligently, almost to the point of idolizing our pastors. Why didn't they promote to get out the, the vote? Now, maybe they did, but you know, when, when you just sit there, okay, so this is my thing. You, you know, when, when you hear something or when you taste something, there is like some science that you have to hear it at least seven times, taste it seven times, before you, it sinks into your brain that this is something you ought to be doing or eating or thinking. When, when you're during an election and you say uh, a church, a pastor comes out and says, you need to go vote, and they do it one time or two times, it doesn't seek into the brains of their congregations to go and do it, right? So, so the, the, we had a tremendous power uh, this election, but I don't think all the players were on board to get out those conservatives, those Christians out there to vote. Right. Because the church has become, I'm going to say, can I say this? They've become irrelevant. No, They I really, so. truly have come e- become irrelevant because all they want to talk about stuff is when it's hot in the world. They want to talk about racism when Joy Floyd was on. They want to talk about issues when the world tells them to talk about issues. Yeah. We're not talking about issues that that mean a lot all year round. And so, yeah. Well, you know, I think the problem is when it comes to churches is, and I mentioned this on last week's show, when I was talking about how, why, number one, it's unconstitutional, I believe, for the government to be involved in religion. How did the government get involved in people getting married? Isn't, well, you know why isn't that, that came about. Isn't that a violation of the Constitution? Well, you know why that came about. You know they, well, because they a marriage license. Yeah. No, because back in the day, they didn't want interracial marriage. So, in order to prevent interracial marriage, you had to have a system in place so that you can crack down on that. Hence, the marriage license came into being. Then it was. Remember, they used to draw blood back. Right. In the, they used. I remember so that, the blood test. Do yes. you remember? Uh huh. Well, they use that yeah. in, in order to justify their means of, of, of taxing you to get a marriage license, right? So, but the churches, right, the churches don't have anything like that because in the Bible, it doesn't even say you have to go to a church or a reverend to get married. Right. There's nothing. No. But because I don't want to say we've evolved, you know, now we have divorce and you have property. And so maybe now it's just a legal way of 
getting ready for a divorce. <laughs> really, think about that. Well, don't you think that marriage, though, it's, it's basically a, a religious institution? Say that again? Marriage itself is a religious institution. It's something that's, that came about due to religion, you mean the actual ceremony? Right. Or a one the man whole, and one woman? The, yes, the whole concept of someone getting together, making a commitment to, in front of witnesses, and, and, and creating a family together. Isn't that I don't know if it's religious because it's in the Bible. It's, it's biblical. Yeah. Because, you know, it tells you that the head of every man is uh, Christ and the head of every... There's a whole thing that tells you the order of family. Now, we've taken it and made it uh, a legal... With, uh, according to our laws we, we've made it a man-made thing but it is in the bible was that what uh, yeah i just i just uh, i'm just thinking if that's the case then how did the government you know well what isn't because it because they want to regulate everything oh i know they want to regulate for everything. tax purposes to control people yeah they want to make money right they didn't want interracial marriages so that's why they started with the marriage license yeah and then we take it a step further, right? The churches, you need premarital counseling. You got to go to church and you got to get married in the church. And so we, we, we've done it to ourselves. Well, I think the reason I got onto that is because the reason churches are so afraid of the government is because churches, when they become a 50C3 corporation, they become hitched to the government yep which that's unconstitutional too you know i, I was talking about at the beginning of the show how the constitution we've gotten so far from the constitution mm-hmm. how do we ever fix it at this point i know there's this movement for this convention of states thing mm-hmm. in which they're a little bit short on the number of states they need yep. to do it last time i heard they were at 31 but i'm not really sure how many do they need i think it's what 35 i think it's about 35 or maybe 40. I don't even remember. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. The Convention of States. Yeah. Basically, what would happen then is uh, that goes above any of the government. It has to do with state governments. Bypasses the federal government altogether. They have no say-so over what goes on. And if, a, if the required number of states gets together and they determined that a new constitution needs to be written up and a new government needs to be formed, the current federal government becomes completely null and void, gone. You think that's a good thing or a bad thing? <sighs> On the surface, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay, because I think we've gotten so far away that we need to, we, I hate to use this word, we need a reset on our government. Yeah. hate to use that word. But, um, but, 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 go ahead. But the problem is, where's it, where's it going to go when you do this convention? Is it going to get way worse? Are you going to have a bunch of lefties come in there and basically establish a new communist government yep. in place of what we currently have? You know how long our constitution has been our constitution? As, as old as this country. Yeah. There are 193 nations around the world. And every single one of them has gotten a constitution. I don't have my list, but you, I think the Philippines has had like 10 constitutions. 
When you change your constitution, you create instability. The reason why we're so stable in the United States is because we have had one constitution for almost 200 years. That's why people flock to this country. And just like you said, if we get a whole new constitution in there, what are we going to get? With the evil that's rampant right now and that is allowed to flourish, can you imagine what kind of constitution we'd get? It might look like Mexico. My husband always tells people, uh, my husband is from, his family's from Mexico. And so they left Mexico for a reason. And my husband always tells people, why isn't Mexico as prosperous as the United States? Think about that for a second. They got seaports on both sides. They have uh, uh, tourism. They have the beaches. They have uh, minerals out there. Why are they not as prosperous as the United States? They should be. Why aren't they? Because of their government. Constitution. Their constitution does not allow them to be a free people. And when you start changing the constitution that's the best in the world, we're going to get less than. I'm not willing to risk that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of am leaning the same way on that. It's like I, I've had these convention of states people. I've talked yep. to them. Yep. And they, I really, they say, oh, no, nothing like that's going to happen. It's like, well, how do you know how nothing How can you like guarantee that? that? How can you say that? You know, when you, when you open that can of worms, then, I mean, these, these evil people have infiltrated the elections already. Yep. What, who's to say they're not going to infiltrate this process, And you too? know what the problem is? Man, really, fallen man have corrupted everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trust them. I don't trust anybody right now. I, no. I, I'm going to trust a, a human to make a better constitution than one that's been alive for over 200 years that people flock to. People are coming here because of our constitution. That's the reason they're coming. In Mexico, you can't even start a business. They think they can, but they can't. Right, So they're coming to here for this constitution. Why would we even think of throwing that away? Yes, we have problems. Yes, we have people who, who are uh, uh, twisting the constitution. We have uh, entities like the FBI, the Supreme Court, who are activist judges. That just tells me more of us got to get off our buttocks and get involved and change it. That's what that tells me. Because to, to totally get rid of the constitution would, co- would, would just be devastating for the world to be quite honest. You know, and, and, and the fact is is that the current Constitution is wonderful if we were actually f- following it. Exactly. I mean, what really needs to happen is we need to have a group of patriots like the ones that originally founded this country take over all the elected offices. But wait a minute. And then they but wait a minute. Those founding fathers, they had slaves. How could those founding fathers uh, be a worth of anything? You see what the problem is? Oh, that, I know they you say see? that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> They do. They say that all the time. Yeah, but people really need to understand our Constitution is the best on this planet. It is. It has been stable for over 200 years, and all the other countries have been nothing but instable, have instability because they've changed their constitutions. And when you have a government that is not stable, it doesn't provide for you to pursue your happiness. And that's what the, the problem is with changing the Constitution. We need to fix what is already in place. No, I think I'm with you on that. That's kind oh, of the good. Way, that's the way I've been leading all uh, Yes. I, I've been leaning that way all along. Yep. The it whole idea a, of throwing a, it all out scares the crap out of it me. It is an amazing pe- it's an amazing document. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing document. Well, I think about too is 
how would we ever all make the right decision or or even make the same decision you know the way that the democrat republican they're just fighting all the time yeah. no matter if you say white i'm going to say black i can't imagine that we would ever agree on exactly. another constitution anyway we are so divided right now <laughs> oh my nothing gosh. is going to get done absolutely nothing and the but constitution divided we fall don't we exactly mm -hmm. and the constitution should bring us together because if we are loving americans who love this country we should stand by that piece of document and be united in that but our, our our founding fathers wrote the constitution with the mindset that men fall short and in france you know how they wrote their constitution that men are inherently good our constitution was written that men are inherently evil well you know, you, know what that? you know what they're doing in france now right brush me up they're they're taking all the guns Oh yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And and the sad That's thing is That's not good. The sad thing is is that a lot of people in France are just gleefully hand, handing over their guns. It's like did these people not take history? Did they not do they not remember World War II? Do they not remember the French they, Revolution? Do, do they, they not even remember that? Do they not remember Les Mis? <laughs> how many Where times are these people? <laughs> France has been conquered? <laughs> you know? Oh. It's like I I don't know. I, maybe they never but taught see, them history. But see, I don't this know. Is, this is the interesting point. They weren't taught history. Yeah. That's why you ask. They don't know their history either. We had a German, uh, a foreign. Most of the people in this country don't exactly, know their history. Exactly. So it's the same problem we're having here. Well, and when they're trying to change our history. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. It's like. <laughs> yep. So that's why they don't know history. And of course, the people who lived back in those days, they're dead and gone. I mean, I had a, a child that we did a, a foreign exchange student, and he was from Germany. And my husband was really interested in talking to him about how the Germans view the Holocaust and all that. And he's like, he had nothing to say about it because they're not even teaching that over there. I heard young people that live in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Japan, don't even know about the fact that that place was nuked in World War II. Yep. They've never oh, been taught wow. that. And let me just bring it back home. When I went to go see the 9-11 uh, memorial in, in New York City, I mean, kids that weren't even born during that time had no understanding of that memorial either. So we're all the same all around the world. Mm -hmm. We really, truly are. But we can see where other countries have fallen. Venezuela, you know, that's the most recent country. You know, in Brazil, they're standing up against to their current election. Have you seen that news? The Brazilians, by the millions, are saying that it was a rigged election. And it's amazing what they're doing because they see the writing on the wall. They see what's coming. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, where are we, people? No, we're know. too busy enjoying our football games and our movies and our, Netflix, and our vacations. And, yeah, and, I know, yeah. Yeah, we're I just know. living the lap of luxury over here, not realizing what's coming down the down the road so ladies are at the end of the second hour oh so hey in the third hour we're going to be doing a lot of talk with dr karen genter on mm. personal health yeah and uh i've got a lot of interesting topics i want to bring up on that too and see what her opinion is on that and the latest scandemic news which there's a whole lot of it so mm. we'll be right back don't go anywhere <laughs> 